this. I know. It's so professional. I like it's it. so professional. Right? You sound good? Yeah. You guys ready to rock and roll? Ready to go. It's episode 69 of The Student Manager. It's Fonger News, and this is the kickoff of where I just have college students come in, talk about the real shit that's going on, raw stories. We have Zach Forboth and Ella Jacobs finished their freshman year at Cal, and we're going to talk about what it took to get there, right? Because a lot of parents and students, I mean, that's a hard school to get into, right? You know that. For sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's your first choice or second choice, but we'll get into that. And then we'll talk about just Cal itself, because a lot of people that I talk to and students and you have friends, they have, it's not a bad option to have <laughs> not at, at all. Cal, but I hear, you know, some other options are comparing it to, and, and we'll get into that. But first, um, we always like to take care of the bills. I don't know if there are bills to be paid, but... I don't have any corporate sponsors anymore. Now I just go out and I just hit any follower or listener because if they're listening to this, it's obviously good information. I'm like, just donate. Just donate, help pay for the cost, and we'll take care of you. Forget the restaurants, forget whoever, the bars, you know, exactly. high noon, whatever. <laughs> we'll, we just do our own stuff. Just donate. If you like what you're hearing, go to Venmo. You know how to find me. Donate, and we'll keep these podcasts rolling. You guys are the lucky number 69. So are, are you one of the only colleges that is a UC that is a quarter. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. I think no. it's the only. Or semesters. Or semesters. Quarters. I'm sorry, semester. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, My yeah. bad. No, all good. Yeah, I think it's us and maybe Merced, but oh, really? I'm not sure. I know Cal is one of maybe two. Not okay. positive, though. I don't want to bag on you. I call it University of Merdad. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean. it's Merced, but Cal, because I'm like, wait, everyone else is coming home. I'm lining up these other podcasts for the summer, and they're all quarters, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And like my daughter at University of Washington is a quarter, but Julia, who you both know, is semester at Wisconsin. Everyone's home in May. They're graduating. So it's good to be good, back. Is it good to be back? It's great to be back. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about it. Did you go to Cal? Right. I mean, did you start? It's COVID. So let's kind of hit that right up front. Mm -hmm. Did you start online or did you go straight up and move into Cal? Yeah. I mean, Zach and I like kind of lived. We had apartments right next door to each other and we okay. moved up right before the start of school and it was all online. But we decided we still wanted to be up there and have as much of a college experience as we could. So, yeah. And the reason why we didn't do the dorms is because. We all had roommates. Like, my roommate was going to be a kid named Logan Pence, went to high school with me. Yeah. Um, but then they changed the dorms to all single dorms. So, like, I wasn't going to have a roommate. Logan might have been next door to me. He might have not been next door to me. Um, and then yeah. Ella had a roommate also. And but they also, like, they released, like, the social bubbles. They were going to put us in, like, they were going to sign random kids to, like, a group of 10, which I don't know if they ever even actually did. I don't think they did that. But they but set out, like, Yeah, a they made it seem like they were going to, like, actually control like who you could hang out with mm -hmm. and stuff and we're like all right there's yeah, no that. chance we there's no chance we do that well you're smart now was that your part parents and then part you saying all right so do we go to the dorms here we are in california you're in a very alameda county i For think sure. right yeah. you, mm -hmm. did you think like potentially it was going to get shut down yeah that was definitely a thought and when they released the rules, I think I had met Zach like once and I was texting him like every day, like, what are you doing? Are you going to do an apartment? We're not going to do these dorms. Like they're going to monitor our every move, which is how they made it seem. And again, I don't think it was quite that strict, but I think our thinking was like, that's just not going to work to have any f form of freshman year. 
Yeah, and I'm like, dude, who's this Ella chick that's texting me? Like, she's so annoying. She keeps blowing up my phone every day. Like, relax. Like, I've met you once. Like, come on. Right? Like, I'd be oh like, hey, gosh. text my roommate. Well, I think we had, like, two weeks before we were moving up. And I was like, does this kid have his shit together? Because I don't. I don't. Like, OCD? Like, just texting? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that's totally. Ella for you. But at the end of the day, you look back on it because I look at the same situation we did for Julia. She was in the dorm. And I said, you know what? This shit may get canceled. And her friends that actually lived in the dorms that had COVID had to go isolate for 10 days by themselves, right? And then there's people living in apartments like just having, not really apartments because hers was like more dorms. She had a roommate and then she had suite mates. So was this not part of University of California Berkeley's housing, but associated with it? No. It yeah, was... not at all. Um, so ours was just independent. Like we went out and check okay. out apartments went up to berkeley like probably in late july before we had to move up and found apartments but um some of our friends that were in the dorms they'd get tested twice a week um and then if they tested positive they'd have to go isolate for 10 days in a dorm by themselves also which is not close to campus either um so yeah i mean that's why we did the apartment yeah and you had a roommate you had a roommate mm -hmm. right yeah how many times did you guys get tested? Like on a weekly basis? Zero. I think I got tested a total of three times at Berkeley. I think. Maybe two. <laughs> okay, now raise your hand. I think I know that your answer because we always, every guest I have on, like, are you COVID warriors? Because I'm a COVID warrior. I never got COVID, yeah. Never, Zach, you son of a... <laughs> did never you, got Ella? COVID. No. See? And you guys made it through. Yeah. And I, I actually got tested like when I had been exposed and stuff like at the beginning also. But I never got it. Major, Ella. Um, currently undeclared. Did you go in undeclared? Yeah, so I think at Berkeley, majority of freshmen are undeclared in the College of Letters and Science. I'm kind of on like the econ path right now. Okay. So we'll see what happens. Zach. I'm the same with Ella also, yeah. So you know the, the top major at Cal, and I, I didn't know if you guys were going to say it or not. They Business? Were, well, no, actually oh. that's like 4%. Econ's like 5% too, but the top major. Do you guys know what the top... The most enrolled, should I say, most students. I don't know. Poli sci? I don't know. I mean, I, I can say this because I'm Asian, right? There's all my Asian cousins out there. It's like computer science. Oh, oh yeah. really? Or Berkeley's huge for computer science. Yeah. I, yeah. That, yeah. I think really hard also. And like data science. Uh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I think it's like 7%. Wow. Uh, yeah. But business, economics. Mm -hmm. So how was it online? Like walk, because I, I, I've talked to other students and I've, because you haven't really fully experienced the, the first year or full year at Cal. And what you guys did, I love it. Because you don't know what you don't know. Like we know, as an adult, like I know what I went through college. And my other daughter that's a sophomore at Washington, she goes, this sucks. Because it's not like our freshman year. But you all don't know what you don't know. But you went up there and I bet you had the time of your life. Yeah, I totally. I mean, I remember having sophomores tell me like, you guys are missing out. Like, this is nothing compared to a normal year. And I was like, I'm having a blast. So I think, like, being oblivious in this situation is great because I don't know any different than what we had and what we had I loved. So, so Ella, what was your favorite memory of your freshman year? Oh, geez. Um, I loved rushing. I think going through recruitment was super fun for me and then getting my big probably Big Little Night yep. was one of my best memories for sure. So, Academically, is there anything that stands out? Oh, 
Um, like any classes specifically or Well, we'll, we'll get that more in depth, but just in terms of, you know what? I kind of like Cal. Yeah, I remember actually first semester I had this one professor and she was super cool and interesting. And then one day one of the students like randomly asked, how many languages do you speak? And she like listed like 12 languages I think like four of them being different like African communities languages and I was like wow these people are really impressive like these people are really interesting <laughs> I think that was a cool moment and I like realized the professors I was surrounded by are they're like holy shit I'm at yeah Cal. yeah that was that was that moment so Zach what about you because I know I saw you in January and you you wanted to be on the podcast, and I said, well, you got to wait until the summertime, right? Remember, <laughs> yeah. You remember that moment, right? No, exactly. So you got to yeah. experience more, but what, what's your big takeaway? Like, you, your freshman year just ended. What will you remember? Um, honestly, I think towards the end when, like, stuff started to finally open up, like, late April, early May, I realized, like, I mean, I had fun the whole entire, both semesters, don't get me wrong, but, like, I realized, like, how fun Cal, like, actually is. Like, I'm so excited for next year because, like, we started having, like, actual formals where we go into the city like we started having like game er, game days for like rugby like because we didn't have we didn't, couldn't have game days for football so we right. had a, our rugby teams like insane so we just had game days for rugby and we'd all go up into the hills and watch sit and watch the rugby games like it was so much fun so just like finally getting to realize like what it's going to be like next year when it's hopefully all open that was probably like my most favorite memories up there so i don't know what goes on in your mindset but the people I talk to, and I'll talk to my daughters, freshman and sophomore, and I and I'll say, it, for you all, it's gonna. I'm just thinking, it's gonna go off next year, yeah. right? Because you haven't had a true Cal football season in the fall, or exactly. the the axe against Stanford, right? So, yeah. is that the talk amongst your peers? Like, oh my God, yeah. wait until next fall. I also think there's almost gonna be like two freshman classes next year, <laughs> like. Fresh, the freshmen are always like the most excited, but it's going to be double that. So I think everything is going to be bigger than a normal year. The redshirt freshmen, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Literally, because the redshirt freshmen. And also, what I think is kind of cool is like usually when people get like towards their senior year, people kind of like die off with like Greek life get and a stuff. Burnt they get out. yeah, they get burnt out exactly. Um, but like all the juniors, like or the incoming seniors are like so fired up for next year. They're like, we didn't get a junior year. Like we're gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be insane next sem next semester, next year. So like, I'm just excited for like everyone to be super fired up for like a whole new year. So when you were going to classes, it was all online, yeah, obviously. But did you did you get to taste campus at all? Like go to Dome Memorial, like the library, or go st where you can kind of get engaged with. Yeah, Other students. I would say, I mean, I would walk around campus as much as I could. Strata Cafe is, like, definitely the biggest, like, study spot that I think kids went to a lot. Um, the Glade, which is mm -hmm. the big, like, grass field open, in front right? of. Yeah, yeah, there were, like, kids playing spike ball out there. That was a pretty popular place to be. Yeah. But anyone who you asked would say, even when campus, like, felt full, I guess that in a normal year, Berkeley's, like, a very packed campus. And they were like, this is nothing. Like, this is the population currently is so low compared to, like, walking around going class to class. So we yeah. got a taste of it and, like, feel for the campus, but not at its full capacity. Right. right. I mean, Berkeley's got, like, 40,000 kids, like, more than that. So Right. 31,000 undergraduates. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. So how many times did you visit the library? Uh, the library actually didn't even open until it, April. 
Yeah, the okay. libraries opened in April, but they were only like by appointment. I don't know about you, Zach. I never made My mom was like on me. She's like, Zach, you have to at least make an appointment to go to the library once. And I'm like, dude, like, I'm here for three more years. Like, I don't need I to make get it, there. I don't need to make an appointment to go to the library. Like, I'm living in the house next year, like in the fraternity house. Like, I'm gonna have to go there every day. Like, I'm not gonna be able to study in my room. So I have my own apartment with my own room. Like I can study there. I don't need to go to the library right now. So let's transition because a lot of followers and audience and listeners will talk about all right, well, you know what? I'm going to segue. I'm going I'm I'm to change directions because Cal is so hard to get into. So obviously, you're class of 20 at Newport Harbor, mm-hmm. and you're... In Newport Harbor, how many people are no, in? No. CDM. You, CDM, CDM. Oh, yeah, CDM. So this yeah, is yeah. perfect because a lot of the followers and audience are you know, CDM, Modern Day, Newport Harbor, but yeah. class mm-hmm. of 20. It's not easy to get into Cal, yeah. right? Sure. So first, I'm going to ask you, was it your number one choice? I mean, I didn't think I was going to get in here. I, I wanted to go to Santa Barbara. Both my parents went to Santa Barbara, and that was, like, my dream school. I didn't think I'd get into Cal. Uh, I visited, and I'm like, this place is sweet, but, like, there's no – I have no shot. <laughs> so it was your stretch it was school? For sure, yeah. Who, was anyone, who else was on the stretch list? Um, UCLA, um, pretty much Cal and UCLA. Did you get rejected to UCLA? I got waitlisted, then I got rejected once school started, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not I got waitlisted and then – I had to actually click, like Julie had to click no to Michigan waitlist. It's a nice yeah. way of saying no. Yeah. Uh, I did that to like all my waitlists. I'm like, <laughs> if you guys don't want me, I don't want me. I don't want to be there. But yes. like UCLA, I'm like, I actually kind of want to go there. Like I wanted to stay in state. So okay. So we'll, and we'll get there. But it's weird. You hear people getting into Cal or UCLA and then getting turned down on 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 one of the other. A lot ones. of people. Mm-hmm. Santa yeah. Barbara is a hard school to get into yeah. as well. Ella. Was Cal your number one? Uh, kind of same as Zach. I honestly d- didn't think I would have a shot. I kind of threw in the application. I'd never even seen the campus before. Okay. So, no, I I didn't really have one number one. I kind of just cast a wide net and saw what I got. And for those of you listening, you shouldn't have a number one. You should be very open. But yeah. have, I always say, top two or three stretch schools. Yeah. And if you get into one, it's like, oh. Holy shit. You totally. open that e- when you opened that email, what was it like? Oh, so I, it was in the middle of quarantine. My friend texted me, Berkeley came out. I was like downstairs working out. I was like, I wasn't in the mood for another rejection. So okay. I was like, I'm just going to wait. I waited like 30 minutes. Finally, I went upstairs. I opened it. And I knew when other people got in in the past, there's like confetti. And there was no <laughs> confetti. So I was like, oh, okay. And then I read it and like fine print said, congratulations, Ella Jacobs. And I probably reread it like five times before finally going downstairs. It was just like shock. Like I, I didn't like scream. I wasn't like, oh my God. I was like, I Act think like they had the wrong before. person. <laughs> no, like I was like, I don't think that this yeah. is for oh, me. Oh, they got the other Jacobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and so I like went downstairs with my mom and I was like, I think I got in. And she was like, you think you got in? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And then we read it and celebrated. Like, yeah, it was, it was shocking. It was, I was super caught off guard. I never expected that one. And that's interesting because you're the same way. Yeah. You like, thought for sure it'd be Santa Barbara. Yeah, I mean, so I actually got waitlisted at Santa Barbara at first, okay. and then I ended up getting in. But I'm like, I hadn't heard back from Santa Barbara from the waitlist, so I'm like, I'm not gonna get into Cal. Or, Cal and S- USC came out on the same day. I'm like, I don't even want to check because I'm not gonna get into USC or Cal if I can't get into Santa Barbara. <laughs> um, and then I check, and I'm like, no way, like this is not real. So like, Gina. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, mom, like, 
mom, I think I got a cow. And like, I think. and then like, I have Logan, like Logan's calling me. He's like, you getting a cow? I'm like, uh, yeah, did you? He's like, yeah. And we're just like freaking out on the phone together. It was so awesome. Like my parents were like, my, I think my mom was like crying or something. Like it was the funniest thing ever, but yeah. Cause it's hard to get into. Yeah. I mean the class of 21, which are seniors now going mm-hmm. to school. A lot of parents will talk to me or my wife will, will, will talk because we know a lot of the, the community, right? Mm-hmm. And Cal comes out, or UCLA comes out, rejected, rejected. It, it, that's why I'm happy to have you guys on because you're sharing your stories. The story is, what I'm taking away is, even if you think you're not going to get in, yeah. you have a shot for you, sure. You yeah. have a shot. And did, I, did you hear that? You have a shot. Totally. Like Zach and Ella. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And Berkeley, I feel like... I, I, feel like I know this, but my mom's a college counselor. Okay. But I really felt like Berkeley looked at, like, everything I had. Not just, like, my numbers and grades from high school, but, like, they really, like, I felt this way. I, like, read my essays, cared about my extracurriculars. Yeah. Like, cared about more me as, like, a whole Holistically. person. Yeah. Well, super holistic. Not just, like, my numbers. That. Well, and I tell, especially now that after COVID hit and the class of 21, I, I never felt bad for class of 20. I didn't. <laughs> like, Julie, I go, Julie, I don't feel bad for your class because you had homecoming you had her she had her volleyball season yeah. and you guys had your activities it was this year's class the 21 that i felt bad for yeah right and so i i i, I look at 21 and and even 22 graduating high school and, and i tell people first it's unweighted they don't care about your weighted gpa they want your unweighted and a number is a number but they want to look at your essay they want to look at everything like how is ella going to do and and Zach going to do at Cal. So when you say holistically, I mean, we're, we're going to look at numbers. What was your unweighted GPA coming out of CDM? Unweighted was a 3.8. Did you hear that? 3.8 unweighted. So all you fools out there going, oh, my kid has a four, <laughs> five, four, six. I go, who fucking cares? Everyone else does too. <laughs> Ella had a 3.8 unweighted. How many APs? How many honors? Okay. Jeez, uh, I would need to count this first. I think I ended with eight. APs, I took two, three, maybe seven, maybe seven APs. Yeah, and then honors, I think only two honors classes. So your rigor was, that rigor, Wait, of that, course, in academics. I need to recount my APs. One. Well, rigor, and now Zach's counting. Yeah. You guys, wait, what school did I you went go from to? Like <laughs> yeah, to se- I went to from eight, and now I'm like, actually, I don't know, maybe it was only six. <laughs> it was one sophomore year, three junior year. And probably two or three or senior year. Three or maybe Calc. Three or four. Yeah, it was it was six or seven. Okay. And Regardless, def- it's yeah. a lot. Yeah, I I always I definitely took the hard classes offered at CDM for the most part. Yeah. Zach, what was your unweighted? Unweighted, I honestly don't know. I know that I got like at least probably three Bs in high school. Okay. Um when it comes to APs, I think I took like I took a lot. I think I took like nine or ten APs, two honors. Um, so yeah. the rigor was definitely there, and, and your unweight was probably like that three eight three nine. Yeah, well. something around there. Yeah, for do sure. You, uh, do you remember your? Are you SAT or were you ACT? I was ACT. And what were you, Zach? Started off ACT, then I went SAT. Okay, so were you? Did you just stick with ACT? I stuck with ACT. Okay, the because whole time. a lot of you that listen to this, and you're gonna know, some just do very well at ACT, and then there's others. I'm not saying, I'm not pointing at you, but <laughs> ACT might not be like the, the right test. Sure. And some counselor or someone may be like, 
say, hey, you might want to take the SAT, and then you strive off of that. So yeah. I'll, I'll stick with you, Zach. What was your ACT, and then why did you switch to SAT? Yeah, so I took the ACT four times, got a 28 four times. So then <laughs> I'm like, all right, this is not working. I'm going to go SAT. I took the SAT one. I think twice. Okay. And I got a... 1,400. 1,400. Okay. Yeah. Which is equivalent to like a 31. Maybe like 30, 31, something yes. around there. Yes. So like it wasn't like significantly better. That's why I was super surprised. Like my, I didn't think my test score was like Berkeley test score. But... um. No, like yeah, Berkeley's it was like 30... Yeah. 33. Exactly. Right? 34. Exactly. So I'm like, there's no way I have a shot. But yeah, it was... It was better than my act score so i was happy with it but you took the test just like six times yeah That's so the, the act took the four times were you just pissed at your parents you're like I, i'm not taking this anymore i wasn't even pissed at my parents i was more just like why am i still taking this if i'm just like gonna get a 28 every time <laughs> like after the third time i'm like okay there's no way i'm taking this again and then another 28 i'm like all right i'm done there's no way all right ej what was your ACT. I ended with a 33. I took it four Once, times. Four times. Okay. Four times. It went 27. Okay. Super bummed. Um, then took it again, got a 31. And I was happy with that, but I was like, I feel like I could maybe step it up. Took it again and got a 30. So I went down a point. I was like, okay, I'm going to give it one more shot and then I'll be done for sure. Took it one more time, 33. Perfectly done. Score. Quit there. <laughs> yeah. That's. And by the way, 27s. Is higher than the average in yeah, like yeah. America. No, you know that, nothing right? wrong with the twenty-seven. It was just my practice tests I had done higher on, okay. so I felt like I was like, of course I have one of my lower scores during the actual test. Right. And then after that, I never. But then on the flip side, when I got my thirty-three, I'd never gotten a thirty-three on a practice test. So I ended up scoring the highest I had ever scored on the actual test. See all these unknowns, right? You, yeah. You. It, you if you don't know, you got to just go out and try it. I think the Seriously. highest I ever got on a practice test was a 32, and I was stoked on that. So the essay, do you remember what you wrote your essay on? Oh, my essay for Berkeley? Yes. Um, yeah, the UC essays, there's a bunch of like, them. You have to choose four of seven, I think. It's seven, How right? did you separate yourself? I want my audience and followers, to, rather than yeah. the winning goal or the winning volleyball match and the ASB people don't want to hear that yeah so obviously something stuck out I think my essay that was also my main essay for um the common app the common app yeah was about I I volunteered I started a group at soy which is a save our youth it's a community center mm -hmm. in Costa Mesa um, and I started a group for girls there where I taught like kind of life. I was an ASB all of high school um, and I kind of in National Charity League. So I kind of taught about like leadership, um, confidence, like why it's important to get involved because um, a lot of the students over there don't get super involved with extracurriculars. And it was kind of encouraging the girls to come to me and ask questions. So I started this group and I've done it. I kept doing it in college because I could do it on Zoom. And I was pretty much once a week, I would give a presentation and they could ask me questions. They could text me kind of just like an extra resource and right. encouragement. And I wrote um, my essay particularly, particularly about one of the girls in the group and kind of how she, how things worked out for so her. So you were very, where I'm trying to get at, because some people are just keep it general and broad, like you yeah. kind of narrowed it down. Yeah, I think 
Berkeley liked seeing that I wanted to have an impact on my community. I think that they cared about that. And you use the strong word impact because colleges will look at the essays to see how, and your mom as a college counselor, where is she a college counselor, by the way? She's just a private college counselor. Shoot, I need to have your mom on my podcast. Yeah. She'd be good too. Yeah. So they look at the impact that individuals could potentially have. Yeah. So obviously they saw that in you. Zach, yeah, what I was, was your... I was just looking at my essay right now to try to figure <laughs> out what I wrote mine on. Um, but okay, so kind of like impact, going off impact. Uh, one of them is like, what makes you... Hold on, I'm going to read the prompt real quick. I have right. it right here. It was... Uh, oh, there's eight prompts. Um, what do you... Besides what you've already shared in your application, what do you believe makes you stand out as a strong candidate for admissions to the University of California? Um, so like, what makes you have an impact, kind of? Like, what makes you stand out? And I said that... So my dad's the youngest of seven kids. So like okay. I have a big family. There's 35 people just on my dad's side of the family. So like you have to like kind of make yourself stand out a little bit, right? You got to like be able to contribute to the family, right? So I kind of just wrote about that, like how I have a huge family, but like I help out in the family. Like I love all my cousins and everything. And like I'd be able to contribute to the campus in the same way that I'd be able to contribute like in my family. So that was one of my essays. Um, another essay, this was the most fun one that I wrote. It's like, What's something that's unique about you? That's pretty much what it was. Um, and I wrote about how I'm ambidextrous. Oops. You so, are? See, Ella didn't even know. Wait, no. Because so, like, kind of. So, like, <laughs> I, I in baseball, I throw right, bat left. I shoot left. I dribble with my right. Like, I golf left. Like, I write with my right hand. So, like, not, like, super I mean, I'm not, like, completely ambidextrous. Like, I can't write with my left no. hand, but, like, I can. Have we talked about this? Because I, I write no with idea. my left hand, but I play all sports with my right hand. Really? But I didn't write about that. Yeah, but that's what I wrote about that. See, that's and that's and that makes you like stand out. Like people yeah. are gonna remember that when you write that. So I thought that that was super fun to write about. But so if you're listening, parents and students out there, you you gotta separate yourself. Exactly. Right. It, it, I think I did that one. I'm trying to think of that essay. What I wrote. I think I wrote about how I wake up early because I've naturally always been like a really early riser. I think I talked about how like I've always naturally woken up at like. The crack of dawn. Early bird gets the worm, Ella. Yeah, I think that's. I think I did that one, and I think that's what I wrote about. And admissions were like, oh, she's going to be smart. Yeah. <laughs> Ella wakes up like 7 every day. I'm out of bed by 11. Like, yeah. like even now. I mean, second semester, I think I slept in a little more, but it's like very rare I sleep in past like 8.30. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just <laughs> off the top of my head, because I, I think about sleeping in roommates. So did you know your roommate going in? Yeah, Logan and I. But so oh, our so you okay. Our parents. Oh, so we weren't in the same friend group in high school, but like we had, we were friends in high school. Like our parents went to college together. I started playing baseball with him when I was like six. So like I've known him pretty much my whole life. Did you know your roommate going in? Not at all. I found her on Facebook. We DM'd or I DM'd her. Okay. And then we're like, okay, let's get an apartment together. <laughs> so and the reason why I asked that is because especially people coming from. I'll be specific, Orange County, Newport Beach. I, I said, if you're going to college, like that's you're trying to get away from high school and you want to try and meet some new people, right? So mm -hmm. obviously, did it worked out. It worked out great. She's <laughs> like my best friend. She's amazing. Where she? Where did she grow up? Or? She grew up in Marin, so she's oh, okay. only like thirty minutes yeah. from Berkeley. Did which, you ever go to her house and like eat food with her parents? Like w once or twice, but she was. I mean, I know that if I went somewhere really close to home, I just know myself, I would go home like all the time to have a home cooked meal. She was really good about staying yeah. okay. in Berkeley. Like she wanted to like 
get the whole experience. So she pretty rarely went home. But yeah, we visited her house like once or twice. All right. So you're on Zoom because I was, and you might know this, you might not, like the class ratio. Like what was your average class ratio? I mean, was it mostly undergrad cl- or undergrad classes? For yeah, time? for sure. I want, you guys were probably in the same class too. I think so we actually weren't in any of this. Actually, we were in one class earthquakes. together. Yeah, we took like one like elective <laughs> class together. Okay. Of um, course, earthquakes Bay Area. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually super interesting. Earthquakes um, are great. <laughs> like, this is great. It was so easy. Also, it fault lines, our, San Andreas fault lines. Yeah, we're, we're Hayward, on the Hayward the, Fault. Yeah, the Hayward yes. Fault runs right through uh, our football stadium. So they yes, like, and they that's to redo why it. it's moving. It's yeah, that stadium's like crap. Yeah, that's why they. We learned all about the creeps. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. I don't know how much I learned know now, but we <laughs> we only took one class together. Yeah. The size of our classes that what you mean by ratio, like class yes. size, kind of like how many students to professor first semester. Um, let's see. So my math classes both semester I think were three hundred students. Uh, Big ass lecture halls. Yeah, first semester all of my classes were like a hundred or over. I think second semester. I had two classes that were like 25 students. My writing class and then my theater class. <laughs> that was 25 students. What about you? Yeah, um, first semester, same thing. But I had classes that were like even bigger than that. One of my classes, data eight, it's like data science. It was so big that like not everyone could get on the Zoom. I was going to say, did really? they sh- shut down? Yeah, like it was <laughs> like the max on Zoom's 999 people and... Like there's over a thousand kids in the class, so like not everyone could get on the Zoom, so they'd that. have to like rewatch it. And then like some of my other classes were like 400, 500 kids. And then second semester, they were smaller, probably like 200, 150, 300. And then my English class was 17 kids. Did you ever feel like you had a close connection with any of your professors, or you can email them and they knew who you were? Yeah, my two small classes. But even in the bigger classes, though, like you have like GSIs or like your uh, yeah. Also, even in my yeah, the grad student assistants helping in like your smaller breakout rooms or whatever. So like they'd help you out. Yeah, GSIs are great, especially when you have like section once a week, and that's like twenty kids usually. You get to know them. But like my math professor, because he had two, I think three hundred person lectures, so he had like six hundred students. But I'd go to his um, office hours almost every week, and by the end of the semester, I think he knew me by first name because I was always in there bugging him. <laughs> Kiss ass. I'm telling you, it works in college too. Yeah. Like, right? Like, I, I go, Julia, this is a perfect <clears throat> question. You guys probably, I know the answer if you're getting in the cow. Like, it was hard for Julia to transition. She came from modern day, goes to Wisconsin semester. I think like the first semester, she goes, it was hard. So, Cal, much harder institution. <laughs> was it the transition hard? Yeah, I, it was hard. They don't tell you how hard college is. That's one thing I'll say. Um, but the thing... In, in which way? How, how was it hard? I don't know. I just think, like, also being on Zoom is a lot harder. Like, I don't really learn very well when I'm not, like, in class face-to-face. I, like, procrastinate a lot. I can't just sit down at my desk and do work. So it was it was hard for me to learn because we just, like, weren't... Yeah, I felt like I had heard a thousand times how hard Berkeley was. So, like, I thought I was going in and was just, like, I was, like, mentally prepared to just be, like, destroyed by academics. Mm -hmm. So I first semester went in and was, like, I'm going to have to grind to, like, stay afloat here. And I think that mentality helped me a lot, knowing how hard it would be. You were prepared. I was, yeah, I went in and was, like, I'm going to work really hard. Um, 
and I, I felt like CDM prepared me pretty well, to be honest. Like, it certainly wasn't easy. I would never say that. But I did feel like CDM's APs, like, prepared me. Yeah. Let's move away from academics because <laughs> one of your favorite things was rushing. Yeah. And I, 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 this will be interesting because you're in a sorority mm -hmm. and you're in a fraternity. We have SAE, Zach's SAE, and Ella's a Kappa. <laughs> and the reason why I get so fired up is because... Julie is a Kappa. Yeah, Julie is a Kappa too. So, uh, And do you know the Franks? Yeah. Yeah. M Madeline's a Kappa. They're this, all Kappas. Yeah. And so I'm going to assume that's a top house there. I'm it's a top house. <laughs> oh, okay. See, Ella, that's politically correct. Zach, are they like, who, as a fraternity guy, like what sororities you want to be hanging out with? I'd say there's like four top four top sororities. Um, Kappa, AFI, DG, and Pi Phi. Those are probably the top four if I had to. And there's not together. that many, if I'm not mistaken, because I had a couple Cal students on couple summers ago that graduated but they transferred and they rushed i think was it they didn't get into the sorority they wanted i listened to that one because i wanted Did to see what really? they had to say i listened to it yesterday yes I the the, the, and they th i they were tridelts and yes. i recognize that because our apartment was, <laughs> was right next right, to the like, we were directly neighbors with tridelt but yeah okay. they said that they missed like the first day of recruitment yes and so then uh, if you miss the first day of recruitment it's hard You're to get done. invited back by like everyone yeah so let's get into, well, thank you for listening. Right? <laughs> no wonder why I got that one download this week. <laughs> so let's talk about um, Sorority Rush because was Sorority Rush before Fraternity Rush? Let's go. And I think they were kind of at the same, same time. Same time, kind of, yeah. Was it the same time? Yeah. I think, was, I mean. Fraternity Rush was super underground, like wasn't supposed to happen. Fraternity, fraternity Rush. Fraternity. Oh, did I say sorority? Sorry. <laughs> fraternity. Yeah. It, like the school did not know what was going on. Whereas Sorority was like all the very aware because it was all online all right so knowing that what you don't know because it was online because i've gone through mm -hmm. a daughter that went through it in person and then julia online mm -hmm. how challenging was it online i mean i think it would have been better in person because it would have been easier to be more like personable with the girls and like kind of get to know them but it wasn't difficult necessarily as long i mean i had really bad technical difficulties the first day. We didn't have cameras. Did I tell you this? We didn't yeah. have cameras the first day. It was like no, it was only talking. So it was okay. all audio the first day. And the first house I went to was Zeta and my audio on Zoom didn't work. So there, it was just nothing. And was I was just like you? typing. Just, it, was just, okay. it was just like, I got put into a room and I could hear her and she was like, hi, like, what's your name? And I was just like, you couldn't see me and you couldn't hear me, so it was just nothing. I started like typing to her and I was like, I'm so sorry, my audio is not working. So that was kind of a mess. But after I figured that out, um, the rest of the houses, everything went very smoothly. So as long as you didn't have any like technical difficulties, I thought it was fine. I would have loved for it to be in person, obviously. And obviously but, that's going to change this year. Yeah. Did you have to go through, do, do you think if you didn't have an extroverted personality, it was mm -hmm. harder to get into a sorority. For sure. I think that a lot of girls who might have... I, I think that it, it goes both ways. I think there's some girls that would do better online because it's more comfortable. Yes. But then I think there's some girls who would have done way better in person because that's more comfortable for them. So I think it kind of goes both ways. It could help some people and it could definitely hurt some people. How many was in your member class? My... Pledge class, I believe, is 38. 
That's a big. It's, I mean, so at Berkeley, they kind of, they cap the amount that the sorority is allowed to have total. And Got I think it. ours is total 150 or 160. Um, so we took the max amount of girls we could for our pledge class. Got it. I believe. Yeah. And was there anything like, so what was your favorite part of going there? Because it's each night for those that are listening, yeah. like ladies are listening, moms are listening. It's brutal. They, they cut. Yeah. You, I don't want to say cut. At the end of the day, everybody is going to end up where they should end up. Totally. Right? Totally. Do you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. Who's stressed more, you or your mom? Um, I don't think either of us were too stressed, actually. I think I think we both felt pretty prepared. And I, before I went to Berkeley, I was planning on going to the University of Georgia, so that would have been a lot scarier because Southern Rush That's is just like a absolutely. whole another beast. Um, but yeah, I think my favorite night, going back to that, was probably Pref Night, which is like the final night where you're down to two houses and the girls in both of your houses talk to you and tell you why you belong in that house. They're selling. And yeah, they're selling hard. and they're saying how amazing you are. And it, that oh, was Ella, so fun. You would be a perfect kappa. <laughs> 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 that was, yeah, Pref Night was fun. And it's like, you, it's finally, like, it feels almost like real. Like all, not all the other days, but the first few days are kind of like surface level. Where are you from? What right. do you like to do Same. for fun? general questions totally you're having the same conversation like 13 times and then by the end you're like actually getting to know the girls which was cool it was between kappa and dg dg yes and they're awesome so now zach you're underground (laughs) yeah so um how did that go yeah so a bunch of the fraternities would like it was it was as a guy it was hard to rush just because you kind of had had connections right yeah it wasn't like like for sororities, it was, like, publicized sign-up. There was no, like, sign-up for the school, you. right? Yeah. yeah. Like, guys, you have to know people in order to, like, get invited over to the fraternity house to, like, get to know the guys and everything. Um, a couple of the fraternities had, like, Zoom rushes, but, like, no one would go to those. Like, okay. they were, like, one of one of our friends is in KA, or a couple of our friends is in KA, which is a really good fraternity at Cal also. Um, but they were, like, one of the only fraternities that actually did Zoom rush. So I... One of my friends, Jack Rogers, he's in KA. He was the one that like invited me over the first time. He invited me over to KA. Um, and then also some of the guys in my fraternity, like we had mutual friends from back home. Um, like for example, one of my friends, my fraternity, his name's Barton. His girlfriend uh, went to Newport Harbor also. Um, he's an S, he's an SAE obviously. So he like gave me a phone call over the summer. He's like, hey, like I'm a rush chair at SAE. Like we'd love to have you this summer. Or, when the school year starts. Um, and yeah, so it was pretty much just how you knew people. Like that's how you got invited. So it was, it was harder being a guy for sure. If you don't know people. And and that's interesting because (laughs) in life, and I'm sure your parents tell you this all the time and I'll, if they don't, I'm going to reiterate it. It's all who, you know, actually it's not who, you know, it's who knows you. (laughs) So now that you're now a sophomore at Kappa and people are coming to the school, you're going to hear like names and right in the back, they're going to say, Hey, Ella, do you know so-and-so? Mm-hmm. And they may not know you, but you know of them and yeah. you can either make that positive or negative. Impact, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, totally. just like the same I mean thing with the yeah, I mean, energy. I'm the rush chair for this upcoming semester. So that's how people have, I've been getting names. Like they're like, yes. Oh, like I know this kid from back home. Like he wasn't my friend, but like, I know him. Here's his number. Here's his Instagram. Like reach out to him if you can, or if you want to, if you want him to come by in the fall. So I've been doing that. But, um, yeah, it's, it was, 
I mean, Rush wasn't hard. I wouldn't say it was hard for me like, because I had a bunch of people up there that I already knew. But if you didn't know people up there, it was difficult for right. sure. Right. Yeah. And Go ahead. I was, I was just saying it was harder to get kind of a vibe for the houses, for I sure. would say, for fraternities because you weren't seeing their game days or their like big events because COVID. Um, yeah. So I think it was, I think a lot of guys like each house probably left a slightly different impression than they would have in a normal year. 100%. And like going off of that, I'd say that some of like, I'm not trying to like bash any houses or anything, but some of the houses that like aren't top probably got some guys that are like, that would have gone to better houses right. if it was a normal year because they're like, oh, I only knew this person in blank fraternity, so I went and rushed that fraternity. Yeah, <laughs> I, I rushed that fraternity. Like, mm -hmm. that's how a lot of guys were, I'd say. But everyone kind of ended up where they should end up also. What you just said, and I'll repeat it, everybody always ends up where they should end up. Yeah. And they're gonna, it's, it's you make the best of what you have. Exactly. I think like 3,500 students out of the 3,100 thousand undergraduates that's like 10 percent are in the greek system yeah and my i don't know what house it is but when my oldest daughter sophia we went to go visit cal it's a great story it was um it was a friday when the fires happened like two years ago and we couldn't see anything they were going to cancel the washington state cal game because of the the air quality yeah. but on a friday night we got a little tour friday afternoon i go let's just go check out this library we walk in there, like who would have thunk on a Friday that library was packed really? with like, all, I was like, God, there's so many Asians here. And Sophie <laughs> goes, this ain't for me. <laughs> like she knew, she's like, this looks way too smart. But the library was so, the architecture, and it kind of looked like um, Harry Potter, yeah. right? The cafeteria. Yeah. But I'm like, oh my God, I go, this is a Friday and look at all these kids here yeah. so we hence go to the football game and then after we go to she got invited to a couple of fraternity parties on greek row there's a is there a fraternity like right on the corner like you're going to fiji probably it was the big brick one it was like bumping yeah. i'm like this place like oh this, this whoever has the loudest music that's like the one i like want to go to fiji's house is really pretty yeah um, okay i mean usually, big backyard Maybe it wasn't Fiji then, because Fiji's backyard, Fiji doesn't really have it. It's right backyard. on the corner, though. F Fiji's probably the only, like, I'm trying to On the corner of, do you know if it was, like, on Piedmont? Was it, or yeah, like, or on the or, like, circle. Or, like, right by the... <laughs> the roundabout? Like, was it right by the corner of campus right there? Yes. Oh, then it's probably Deke. Like, oh. I was kind of going down the main thing, and I had to go down the... Uh, it was at night. I just yeah. know it was a corner place. Yeah, Deke or Fiji. Yeah. But, but Fiji plays loud music a lot, so that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I don't know. Fiji doesn't really have like game day parties though. That's okay. I mean, I don't know. And, and by the way, so people are like game day because you guys are starting to get to understand it. Well, so we talk about game days or other guests and like, what is it like on game day and getting fired up and in the alley or just hanging out pre games with the fraternities or sororities. So you rugby walk us through a game day. It's April and May. I'm assuming Yeah. Mm -hmm. there's no football and you're watching or I'm going to assume you don't even go to the rugby game. We no, actually we all made, made it, it to the rugby game. We okay. made it to the, I mean, mm -hmm. people came at different times, but yeah. So what time does game day start? Um, well, it was supposed to start at 8 a.m. I can't say I made it there at 8 a.m. I was feeling a little... Hungover? Uh, yeah, maybe okay. in the morning. Um, a little tired, yeah. <laughs> I think I got there like 10, but um, started at 8, the game started at 12. So everyone was there, like in the quad. Our house is like a big, like 
square with a courtyard in the middle. Right. Um, so a bunch of people were there just, like, hanging out before the game. And then once the game starts, everyone – we have a bunch of rugby players in our house. So that's a big okay. reason why we had, like, a game Got day it. for it. Like, our ex-president was – he's really – he's a starter on the rugby team. Uh, kid in my PC is on the rugby team. So, like, once the game started, we all made our way up to – like, right above the football stadium is where the rugby field is. And there's, like, a bunch of hills up there. So, like – dirt hills with trees so we just all climb up the hills like people are falling eating crap everywhere because <laughs> everyone's like drunk or whatever and they can't keep their balance um you're not in a stadium for yeah no, it's not a stadium at all it's just a grass but a it's a great view it's, it's, awesome. it's like a it's a giant hill and there's like logs and like okay stuff to sit on yeah but it's definitely not sure. a stadium but it's and a then great view after the game our team's like the number one team in the nation for rugby. I mean, I don't know how big of a deal that is. It's rugby. <laughs> but, um, like, we had a big game against BYU because they're really good. And then we played uh, U of A, okay. which is, like, first weekend of May. But then after that game, like, everyone came back to our house. And we had, like, a huge party in our quad with for all the rugby guys. And it was super fun. Um, that's, like, when it finally started to, like, get going again, I'd say. Yeah. I also think at the end of the year, all the fraternities were kind of, like, Screw it. We only have like two, three weeks left. What are what are they gonna do to us now? And the school started taking people off like social probation. Also, like our fraternity for a while, we weren't allowed to like do anything because we'd gotten in trouble so many times with the school during the year because of COVID. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And even the year before, like when COVID was First. first starting. Yeah. So, so. You kind of talked about April and May, things kind of started lightening up. You guys had like mixers or grab a dates or whatever you mm-hmm. mm-hmm. or whatever you guys call them. Like, did, did your sorority and fraternity like do anything together or walk us through? Because I know like my daughters are just came back from a formal, they were mm-hmm. in Idaho, or else Julia did something with they went on a mixer and did like something with SAEs at Wisconsin, yeah. like golfing. So, like, what was yours? Um, How fun was it? So fun. But I would also say, like, it it's generally not um, sorority-specific. It's, like, a fraternity, and they kind of just take dates or girls from any sorority they choose. That's at least how it was for like us. Gags, for this, right? Yeah, I think in a normal year, because this year's sororities, we couldn't do formal events because sororities are more, like, monitored. Okay. Um, so there was no, it was all fraternity running them. For sure, yeah. And they would just choose from any of the sororities, so it would be like a mix of girls. Exactly, yeah. Um, one of my most, one of the most favorite, one of my favorite ones was uh, like second to last weekend, we we had people at our place and we all, we all invited a date and then we went into the city on like party buses or whatever. We rented out a bar. And, like, super fun time, like, DJ and everything. That's how it is in a normal year. Like, that's how... Yeah. That's how it is in a normal year. Like, we'll start at the house, bus into the city, end up someplace, and then end up at the fraternity house by the end of the night. Okay, so that's a great transition because I always think of... I grew up in Pleasanton and and went to Berkeley. uh, Just, you know... Is Blondie's and Fat Slice still there? I don't Not so. that I, I asked the same of. question to Emma and Tara, who were on my other podcast. Okay, yeah. They, they used to be like the late night pizza place, like Blondie's and Fat Slice. Like oh. we would drive out there just to go eat Blondie's really? and Fat Slice. Yeah. Now it's probably we'll talk about the Asian ghetto. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but for people that go to Cal, it's 
it's a little college town. I mean, it's very, it's Berkeley's Berkeley right there in, in, in Northern California. But you guys do go over the Bay Bridge into mm-hmm. the city, right? It's yeah. like a 25 minute, 30 minute drive. Yeah, quite a few trips, especially because we had cars. We yeah. were really lucky as freshmen to have cars. So we okay. went over a pretty decent amount. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of the fun that we had was not near campus because it wasn't allowed. Like we'd have <laughs> to, like even as a fraternity, we'd like go places and do stuff. So where would you go outside of the city? Where else would you tell us insight? Um, I mean, we made like trips, like brother trips, like to the beach and stuff. Like it's not that far. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we just go into the city. Like there's days where we'd be like, hey, everyone go in the city to Fort Mason. Yeah. And like, see, that's fun. Literally everyone would go. Like, there'd be guys from <coughs> other fraternities there, girls from all different sororities there. And Fort Mason, for people that don't know, it's just like a huge grass area in the city. Like, it's um, not a park. It's kind of a park. Well, and on Saturdays, I didn't really fully realize this when we were there, but they like set up like stages and stuff. Yeah. Like, people would like, like bring like DJ decks or yeah, whatever. So and, like, like, it'd music. be like, it'd be like kind of going off. It was fun. Yeah. It was super <laughs> yeah. fun. A little festival. Yeah. I mean, totally. eventually, like, it's not, I don't know how legal it is because <laughs> one time the cops full on just came on, drove onto the grass with their cars and booted okay. everyone. But okay. it was only one time, but every other time it was like super fun. So, all right. So, you guys are freshmen, just completed your freshman year. Obviously, this is a, a, a topic that I always like to bring up. People are like, that's why I listen to your podcast because you just tell the real shit. <laughs> Obviously, well, I think I know your answer, but how l- cow with fake IDs? Because it's not like you're in a college town where yeah. it's all college students and you go to the city a lot. So do fake IDs work at Cal and where? Mm. So I'd say like at least a bar, the bar scene at Cal for not being 21 is pretty inexistent, I'd say. I would also say this year a lot of the bars were closed That's with very COVID. True. So very there's really true. only one bar that kind of opened up towards the end of the year. Very true. Which one was that? Cornerstone. Is that a college bar or? I would say, yeah. Yeah, but also there's a lot of like just normal, normal people that really? go there. Yeah. Locals. So Cornerstone, what would they take fake IDs? Mm. Meaning take like take them away, or would they allow them? Depends. If if they knew it was a fake ID, they would not take it away from you, but they wouldn't give you a wristband, then they'd kick you out. Got it. So they would be like nice. So how it works is that if you get yeah, there, bef- if you get there before like <laughs> a certain time, so you, you'd have to get there early if you wanted to actually get in. So like, because a line forms like the line gets the so long. Yeah. Like so, what what time does this line form? The line for eight. Eight. Yeah. Okay. So say you get there, we, we go at like six. We'd get in, <laughs> but then they'd start coming around and. Well, people are eating there. It's also like they have yeah. food and okay. so it's. It's not just like your typical like. Bar, yeah, it like kind of goes on. Bar, it yeah. starts off as like a restaurant and like you can go eat and then, and then it the changes night. at night. Yeah. <laughs> and then they start giving out wristbands and checking IDs. Like okay. I had friends that don't even go to Cal that just like came and visited us. They knew that their IDs were fake and they like just got totally just tossed okay. out and they tried to like fight back. We're like, hey, like, what do you mean? I've been here the whole time. Cause they didn't, <laughs> they didn't also, know. Yeah. That night, I think that they were over capacity for COVID. So I think they were kind of kicking people out left and right just cause they were getting stressed yeah. with the amount of people. So that's, yeah. <laughs> so we don't really know like a normal year, what no. like but the bar seems My understanding like. is that 
at Berkeley, for the most part, freshman, sophomore year is generally kind of frat parties, mm -hmm. tailgates, game days, that sort of thing. And then junior, senior year, a lot of the older kids tend to go to the bars, go into the city, and do the 21 and up stuff. Right, yeah. right. I mean, it, it'll it work sometimes, but it's not like a thing where I can be like, Guaranteed. hey, you can consistently go out into the bars because I don't See, know. See, that's weird. It, it, I, I just know how strict it is up there, but like different... For example, like Wisconsin, it's just fake IDs all over. Oh, yeah. Those college towns, right? Or yeah, like exactly. even my daughter totally. UW, or even other TCU, or I could just yeah. name like Georgia. Yeah, right? when I visited Georgia, I could have shown them like a debit card. No, and I would have exactly. let me in. <laughs> I visited TCU a couple times, and I'm like, I don't even need to show my ID because they yeah. don't care. So I know I'm, I asked this before because we went right into how you got in the Cal, and you're like, whoa! I, like, was your second? Was it between Cal and Georgia? Yeah, no, those were, so like I said, I didn't really have a first and I wouldn't really let myself like a school until I got in. That was kind of like my thing. And I got in, Georgia was the first school I heard from. Um, and then I heard back from a few other places. I visited in January, right before COVID of my senior year. I had a great time there. Athens is so cool. Fun and town. A super fun town. And then I was planning on going there, and then I heard back from Berkeley. So, yeah, like, those I were my... I got in. Yeah. And so those were my... And then I still, even still after... still debated it. I debated it for, like, a, a week, two weeks. I yeah. I she's crazy for that. Like... Well, so I was fully... Like, mentally, I was going to... I also had the honors program there. Okay. Which was cool. And I, I had fun there, and I didn't ever get to see Berkeley up and running, because by the time I got in, it was, like, middle of quarantine, and I had never toured before, so I didn't... Right, it you was know. like April or May probably. Yeah, it was April. In. So I, or when I went up, it was April, but I got in May, so, or March. Yeah. So you walked the campus I, during COVID? Yeah, or, so or, I drove. Or virtual. <laughs> no, I, we literally, my mom, dad, when I got in, I think my parents kind of thought I'd still go to Georgia. And then I was like, no, I need to go look. So we literally drove up in a day, left the house at like 6 a.m., walked to the campus. We couldn't stay the night even if we wanted to because no hotels or anything. Okay. Everything, this was like April 1st, like the like strictest time of lockdown ever. Free, there was no cars no, on the freeway going driving. Nothing, nothing. It okay. was empty. Um, we saw like maybe one other person walking around campus. It was crazy. Walked around, but I still like fell in love walking and then drove home that same day. What did you fall in love with? Because I've been on both campuses and yeah. I love Athens. It's just different, mm -hmm. but... What did you fall in love with at Cal? I, there were a few things. Um, I mean, I thought the campus was beautiful. Being that close to the city and the water, being by the water for me is bigger than I expected. And I didn't really feel it until I kind of was comparing the two. Um, but I felt like in Berkeley, like I was around stuff. Like there was, I had the city right there. There's... You yeah. know, just I, that sounds no, so exactly. big. But you can see the water, you can see the city, and it just had more of an urban feel. Whereas yes. I loved Athens, and it is so cool, but it's definitely kind of, you're not by water, you're, you know. It's rural. It's, Land's yeah. college town. Yes, it is. It's a little college town. And I liked, I mean, I almost applied, I was debating, I didn't even end up applying, but I debated NYU for a while because I love the big city mm -hmm. feel. So I was like, with Berkeley, I get a college town and I get to be 20 minutes from a big city, yes. which I loved. So that was one thing that I fell in love with for sure. But I don't think I asked you, like, why Cal, when you visited, did you fall in love? Because a lot of kids will go look at a campus, mm -hmm. right? And I always say, you'll know right away. Mm -hmm. That's why it's, it's like a gut curious. feeling. You yeah. know. 
Like, and those are, you couldn't make a bad decision. There's yeah. someone that just graduated. He's graduating, I believe, Harvard this year. And it was between Wisconsin and Georgia. I go, you can't go wrong with any of those schools. He was visiting while I was up there in Wisconsin. I go, just go on the campus, have mom and dad go walk away, walk around. You're going to know what campus. You like feel it. Feels right. So to you. I mean, I didn't really have that like thing because I was looking at the campus. I didn't think I was going to, like I said, I didn't think I was going to get in. So I'm like, this place, like I visited there in Stanford that trip. So I'm like, this is awesome. These schools are beautiful, but like I have no shot getting in. And also like, I kind of always thought I'd end up at Santa Barbara. Okay. Like, I love the beach. Like, I wear my flip-flops in December. Like, I I don't know. I kind of just need, like, water. So I never thought I'd end up at Berkeley. And then I got in, and then I started debating between Berkeley and USC because I hadn't gotten back from Santa Barbara yet. And I was kind of always, like, leaning Berkeley because, I mean, I grew up a UCLA fan. I could never right. just become a Trojan. Like, that's just not me. Um but like S with all the connections in Newport or wherever with uh, alumni for USC, I know it's like insane. So that's like one reason why I really debated it. But in the back of my mind, like I always thought Berkeley. And then once I heard back from Santa Barbara, my parents were like, oh, you're going to Santa Barbara, right? And I'm like, no, nah, I like Berkeley just like feels right. So I love it. And I wanted to switch it up. Like if I went to Santa Barbara, I'm not saying that I wouldn't get like a different vibe from Newport, but like. Berkeley, Northern California, like six hours away from home. So you're like somewhere else, but you're still like somewhat yeah. close to home. The location was huge. Yeah, it's too. it's like the I feel like it's the perfect Same location. Same time zone. Home. Yeah. Same time zone, but six hours it's away. Like, exactly. It's different. You're far enough where you're doing your own thing, and you can't like just come home on the weekends. But it's close enough where if you needed to get home, it's a forty-five minute. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Right. Hop on a on a flight. Yeah. So. If you had to give any advice or recommendation to students, right, juniors or seniors in high school now, what would it be knowing that you've just gone through the whole process and you just finished your freshman year? When it comes to like applying to schools, is that what you're asking? Yeah, the, applying to schools, just the thought process, the what goes yeah. on mentally and physically. Yeah. Um, I can start, yeah. Um, when it comes to applying, you got to make sure that like you set yourself apart because at schools like Cal, UCLA, even Santa Barbara, there's what, like a hundred thousand applicants. Like they're not going to remember you if you're the kid that played basketball and the kid that did ASB, everyone plays basketball and does ASB. Like you got to write your essay, put something on your application that like sets you apart because everyone has the grades, has the test scores. Yeah. Um, but then when it comes to like the like your mindset and everything, like you're gonna end up where you belong. Mm -hmm. Like we said, we've said that like five different times. But all of my friends, I feel like they ended up at schools where they belong. I feel like I ended up at a school where I belong. Totally. I think Ella can say the same thing for her and all of her friends. So mm -hmm. at the end, like it's all gonna work out. Um, you just gotta be patient and sit there. You know, it, the waiting <laughs> game sucks. It's yeah. terrible, but it works out. Yeah, similar. I would say my biggest advice is not to like get set on one school that was huge for me I had friends that like wanted one thing more than anything else in the world and were devastated and then they still ended up at the right place so I really just like figure out what you like like what you want whether that's Greek life no Greek life big football big mm -hmm. school small school whatever cast a really wide net and then see what you get back 
and you'll end up at the place that you're supposed to completely. But I would I would say not getting too dead set on one place right. is huge. That's a big one. Great advice. Now, I don't know how your parents are. <laughs> well, you you kind of told me about Gina saying go to the library, go to the library. Yeah. But what advice would you give to parents out there <laughs> going through that process? Um, oh, let's see. I would say similar to the kids is that it's all going to work out. Yeah, that's is the that one, I think. Your kid's going to end up where they're supposed to. And at some point, because I saw this with a lot of people, my parents were great in the college process, but like they're going to figure it out. And I think there's like opposite ends. There's a parent that doesn't get involved at all. And then there's a parent that kind of does everything. And if you do everything, they're probably not going to end up at the right place. What your kid does, they're going to end up at their correct school. So let them do their thing. Let them figure out what they want. Obviously, give support when needed. Right. But I think really letting the student kind of figure it out and work through things and write their essays is going to lead them to the right place more than anything else. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. I didn't use a college counselor, so my mom and dad were the two people that, like, helped me with my essays. I'd write my essay, and then, like, I, if I needed ideas, they'd give them to me. But for the most part, I'd just write them, and they'd be like, hey, like, this looks good. Or they'd be like, hey doesn't look very good like <laughs> like rewrite this and I'm like they wouldn't tell me to change my ideas but they'd be like hey you got to say this differently like you got to do this um but yeah everyone like don't stress out about where your kid's gonna go to college because they're gonna end up where they belong and they're gonna have like the best time there so I would not stress it at all so now parents are in town I don't know if your parents if the Jacobs came in town or the four bouts came in town but I love this, this is like rapid fire so mm-hmm. parents are coming to town where are you taking them to dinner Ooh, uh both of our parents came once uh Ella's parents took us here, actually. I'd go Berkeley Social Club. Berkeley Social Club is, like, the go-to restaurant, yeah. just in general. Why? It, the food's good. It's not crazy expensive, okay. but the food's it's, super good. It's, it's kind of pricey. It's more expensive. I mean... But it's... For what you get, it's worth it, I'd say. Yeah. Like, the environment there is awesome. Like, super vibrant. Like, good outside seating, seating good indoor seating. Like... Yeah. Yeah. There's also, like, a thousand different restaurants in Berkeley, so that's probably really the only, like go-to restaurant because every other time you go out there's like a new place to try exactly. you know it's not we it's not often we repeat i'd say yeah so berkeley social club so late night munchies <laughs> where are we going artichokes artichokes Which probably is, yeah. what's an artichoke it's a pizza place okay yeah. i was gonna say they probably don't even have artichokes there no, no. well they have an artichokes, artichokes pizza, pizza. Yeah. okay yeah yeah artichokes, artichokes both said yeah. it. okay so late night munchies artichokes artichokes for sure hungover where are we going to breakfast oh shoot um we, we went and got bagels a few times. I, a bagel's my go-to place, but um, Baker's and Com- Baker and Commons, which is a little bakery on College Avenue, super good breakfast sandwiches. That's a go-to for sure. Yeah. I mean, when I'm hungover, I don't really eat. I just <laughs> lay in bed and drink water, so I don't really have one, but... There's a street called Durant. Vitality and Yes, yeah, something like that. <laughs> but uh, Durant is like, it's a walk from our apartment, like a street over from campus. It has like all different types of food. It's where Asian ghetto is, like yeah. so many different restaurants there. So whenever you're hungry or something, depends what type of lunch, hunger. Yeah, IBs maybe. Just walk down Durant and you'll find something there. So mm-hmm. let's fine tune that because I remember when I went there when I visited my daughter I was like oh my god there's like ramen there's pho there's like all this dirty Asian like explain Asian ghetto the Asian ghetto so the Asian ghetto is 
there's probably what I'd say like eight restaurants. It's a little like square almost. It's tiny, and each restaurant's super small, but they're all like Asian-owned businesses. Um, Cash only, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I think they have card now. I've never been. Really? It was the first place I went to food in Berkeley. My friend took me there. He's like, you got to come here. Like, it's called the Asian ghetto. And I'm like, what are you saying? Like, I went to some, it's called Gypsies, this Italian restaurant in the Asian ghetto. It was so good. Like, the food's amazing there. Like, I've been to different Chinese food places. Uh, I've had, like, ramen. I've had, they have donut place there also. Like, they have everything in there, and it's so good. But... Yeah, Asian ghetto is a place you got to stop by if you're in Berkeley for sure. I mean, Ella, now you got to go there. I know. How have you never been I there? I think what? I honestly think since we were in apartments, we did our own grocery shopping, so we were making a lot of food at yeah, home. That's so very I, true. I definitely tried to eat at the apartment when I could. Yeah. I don't know how I never went there though. Asian ghetto is good. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Like, we did do a lot of eating and cooking years. at home though. Yeah, I think if we were in a dorm, I would have eaten out more because the foods in dorms aren't great. Yeah, exactly. But when I was making my own food at home. It's funny how you said that because uh, one of Julia's friends said, Mr. Fong, she became a good cook. She yeah. goes, I'm a good cook, but now she was like my helper. She's like the sous chef. <laughs> yeah. So when you're living on your own, like I would call and like Easter or whatever, she's yeah. like, oh, we're making this. I like, do your parents ever call and, yeah. and say, oh, I'm making dinner or what are you, well, what are you making? They'll check we, in. Yeah. yeah. Also, we, because we literally lived like next to each other. Like our apartment shared a patio. Like we had 102. They we had would, 101. Like, that's yeah. So we would just like walk okay. in and out. But every Sunday night, first semester, we didn't really do it second semester, but first semester, every Sunday, we would switch off making each other dinner. So yeah. like me and my roommate would make dinner for the four of us and then they'd take one. So those were like the dinners we do like well. Yeah. Those, like, are, those are good dinners. Yeah. We made like chicken and potatoes yeah. and. Trader Joe's is a lifesaver, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, Trader Joe's is the only place we grocery shop. A bunch shopped. of, like, already made meals. All you have to do is just stick in the oven. Yes. And they're very they're healthy, good. too. And yeah, and they're very good. And, and they're cheap. so easy. Yeah. And it's like when you're studying all day, I don't always want to. Well, Zach, Ella, it's, <laughs> this has been fun. So much yeah. fun, yeah. It, this is what I always say why college, or should I say high school students and and high school parents need to listen to because mm-hmm. did you have this? No. Gr- no. I, I wish I did. I called I called two girls when I got into Berkeley and asked them like a thousand questions and that's how I did it. So here's obviously I think Zach knows. It's been six months that I've been promoting and marketing to Eric and Ardini and Dave Portnoy. Yeah. Oh, really? Because I will get on Barstool. I just don't know when or how. It's just a matter of time. It's a matter of time. But yeah. I do have guests because like yourselves, right? It's, they always say, God, you got to get on Barstool because, (laughs) you know, I wish I would have had this, but if there's a message to Erica and Dave, as now college students and what you could have had, you know, going in high school or this process with your parents, why should the student manager be on Barstool? I just think if like Dave put you on (laughs) Barstool, his like, industry or business as a whole would just like take a whole like not only would it go in a whole different direction but like his net of people that he'd attract would like expand so so much more because like this is what people need to hear when they're like entering college and his audience is primarily college kids so this would just help him immensely i think you're not gonna get this if you look up um like a Berkeley, if you go on the Berkeley website and see videos of students walking around campus talking about science classes, yeah. but you're, this is a whole different experience and it's like the real information that I think 
incoming students and current students. It's not sugarcoated either. Not, yeah. yeah. It's raw Could. stories. Exactly. It's raw stories. That's why, sorry, that's why Erica, Dave, like, Let's this go. shit needs to get on Barstool. We're going to help grow the next generation of audience and followers. 100%. Right? Yeah. So this has been episode 69. Uh, been a pleasure having you. Like, and you know, after we get on Barstool, because I always tell people, my guests are going to be graduating. And obviously, I've been in sales my whole life, right? The next podcast we're going to release is going to be called hiring manager because when you graduate you have a degree but you don't even you know how to interview exactly. or what to do or that's how to true. get the job like i'm talking to my daughters all the time like okay you got to interview with this company yeah. how do i do it how do i write the email what do mm-hmm. i do what about yeah. the resume it's the same process almost like going to college for yeah. sure so that'll be but we'll get you on we'll get you on sooner i'm we'll glad i had four years yeah four years. i'm glad i had cal students on and when I see you around town, because I always do little excerpts of like videos of like maybe your sophomore year, you could say game day. We'll do like a minute hit, two yeah. minute hit. Episode 69 guest, Zach and Ella. <laughs> so with that, student manager, Fonger News, out. Thanks for having us. Thank it was super you. fun. Yeah. Go Thank Bears. You. Go Bears. <laughs> that was fun. That was awesome. So much fun. That was awesome. Thank you. I've never done that before. Let's see.